0: And they're like, oh, so you love snorkeling. I was like, oh, no, 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 wait. I, no, no, I would go snorkeling if I was in Hawaii. I've and like, been snorkeling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not like a snorkeler. I am not doing <laughs> snorkeling on a regular basis. Please, please remove that. Like.
1: Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Right the Podcast. I'm Allie back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how is it going this morning?
0: It's good. I had like a fir- my first late night at the office. Um, I so I've 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 obtained the keys to my new apartment. Amazing. Yes. But I'm now in the, like the overlap period. Mm-hmm. And so I um my home is in shambles because things <laughs> are sort of like stacked around I have a couple boxes going I'm trying to figure out strategically like what I pack first I think kitchen makes most sense because I'm not cooking right now Mm, um anyway I was also thinking I was also people on Patreon and I've been a little resistant to this because it feels like a little I I don't want to call it invasive because that's a meaner word than I intend but it feels personal, maybe I'll say. People have been asking both – People have been asking us to do, like, apartment tours. Yeah. I also get that every time I do and ask me anything. And I've done yeah. them on lives. I've done them on lives before. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking of, like, at least, like, photographing or, docu- like, in some way, like, documenting my move. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. you should. Um. So anyway. So, yeah. So last night I just, like – I, like, stayed at the off- – I was – I think I left the office at 1130 because my home is just not, like, a pleasant place to, like, be or work right now. Yeah. And so um, – so, yeah, that was fun. I was, like – it was, like, a little ghost town. But, yeah, so to that point of, like, late office nights, my Memorial Day weekend, I pretty much had no plans. My friends and I often have bigger plans, but mm-hmm. we do not this year. And my big plan was, like, my date with myself to sleep. <laughs> Amazing. Friday into Saturday, I slept for twelve hours, and um, I think that we all know what that means. That I obviously used my Sunset Lake CBD products to make it like peak sleep. Yeah, Um, because I'm also, as you know, like I'm really not a big sleeper anyway, and so I like really wanted to set myself up to fall asleep early and stay asleep a little bit later than I normally would. I literally mm-hmm. slept 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. It was absolutely blissful. And Amazing. I like I felt so good. And like I love being able to use my sleep drops in that situation because it just like I never wake up groggy from it. I'm still always ready to like start the day, but it just helps have that sleep be super solid.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that I like about it the most too is that like the grogginess. Like I always get groggy from melatonin when I t- when I've taken it, and I don't yeah. actually even get groggy from their drops that have melatonin. I don't know if it's something about the way the melatonin like interacts with the CBD or maybe oh, it's just awesome. like l- less melatonin because it also has CBD. That's probably maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We can ask them. Um but the times that I've used that, I haven't felt that like melatonin hangover. Yeah, that I usually get. Um, I am, I'm almost out of myself. Oh my God. That's yeah. great. I mean, great, but it's uh, great. I love it. Um, I was at, you know, we'll talk about this, but I was at volleyball nationals for four days this past week, weekend. Um, and it is a three day volleyball tournament. My muscles are very angry.
0: Yeah. I um,
1: it. and so that it's just has been a big savior. And my this is a a testament to both the salve and the fact that I'm doing a better job of taking care of myself, but my back feels so good. And I just like, I want to knock on all of the wood that is available to me. Um, But like part of it is that I've been using the Sunset Lake CBD salve and it's been like loosening it it up. um, And so that it never really gets tight in the first place.
0: I mean, that's amazing. And so if anybody hasn't heard us talk about Sunset Lake CBD yet, it's a hemp farm located just outside of Burlington, Vermont. And for years, they were a dairy farm producing milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but then diversified in 2019 to start growing hemp for CBD. And we are eternally grateful. Um, They believe Indeed. that their farm to table approach is the best way to get responsibly produced high quality CBD products that actually work. And that includes um, reliable third-party testing. And so as you have heard Allie and I talk about, they have a variety of products that can help with um, stress, sleep, aches and pains. We're all getting old. All of it. Yeah, we are. (laughs) My mom actually um, just texted me that she's ordering the CBD gummies. Oh, amazing. I'm excited to hear what she thinks. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So they ship directly from their farm to your door. Um, Like Fork said, they have Tinctures, salves, gummies—they have fudge. You tried the fudge; you said it was amazing.
0: It's very delicious. I had to.
1: I had to ration myself. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was drinking the coffee. I loved the coffee.
0: I want to get more coffee. I want to get more coffee. I was jealous that you got coffee.
1: Yeah, they, I don't think they have it all the time because it's like just whenever they've roasted.
0: Like Spoke vibe. Yeah, it makes it um, make me want it more. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. Because like, they had okay. it when they sent me the my elite stuff. product. <laughs>
1: They also, um, they've, they posted a story on, social, on Instagram last night that was like a sea of the little pots of salve. It was a very cool video. They like started, zoomed in really close on one, and then zoomed out to like hundreds of pots of salve. I really appreciated it. It was very soothing. Um, so check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com. You can use coupon code FMH2020 for 20% off all of their products. Sunset Lake CBD, they are farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, and we
0: love them love
1: it. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a
2: fancy drink at home but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink. They're absolutely
1: delicious, and you can get fifteen percent off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com
0: slash fmh. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um. Yeah. So, okay. Some minor, minor dating updates. Mm-hmm. I saw Stefan. Oh, great. That's. I mean, yes. that's his nickname now. We did not yes. officially decide, but yes, I,
1: I asked you how it was. You didn't reply.
0: Oh. Maybe I wanted to keep. Maybe I wanted to surprise you. Um, what was it? So, oh, it was. It was like it was fun. So I, I said to a friend that he like he's he's absolutely not husband material. Like he is not. Okay. What 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 does he not like? Tell me more about that. Like he's just like a weirdo, and like <laughs> I think that, and I I have a theory that people like. People like me think people like him are entertaining and people like him think people like me are entertaining cuz we're very different. Interesting.
1: So it's like, oh, this isn't this is an entertaining thing to experience, but not yes. something that I want for the long term.
0: Yes. Like Got to, it. like for me, he's like, "Oh, how quirky." She like has a very like real tangible job and is like stable. And like, and has a routine. And yeah. I'm like, oh, how funny. He like has this st- random, very unroutine life. All these like random friends that do ran- like, it, th- there's, there's, there's like a, there's an intersection there for me personally. Okay. And I, I was saying to my, fr- so my friends and I did do like a little, park grill out on sunday of last weekend mm-hmm. i was talking to anna about it and i was saying like right now i feel like i am there to me there is no like i i don't quite know what the middle ground is but i know in my gut there is a middle ground i am either looking at you dating you because i think you could be my husband or you're a freak and we're like this isn't going anywhere but like you might be fun that's like tinks his box theory oh great Love that. I thought – so I always, I always thought her box theory was like friends versus lovers. No. It's
1: like either when a guy meets you – and I'm not saying that I agree agree with it. I'm just going to regurgitate what it is. It is when a guy meets you, he, he either puts you in a um, – or it's not either. There's three boxes. In a like I want a relationship with this person, I want to have sex with this person, or I want nothing to do with this person. Got it and i think the friends i think friends might go in that third box she's talked more about how friends kind of work but like okay not that your boxes are the same but it just reminds me of
0: like yes. yeah well no either it here, is. Or it is. here. i'm fully cabining people right now like there is no like there is no like oh well like this could be something like he's a g-. no no we're either i mean they're all in or all out right now i am like i'm i'm also going to monitor when my various paid When my premium runs out on Bumble, because I'm going to – I'm going to cancel. I'm like – canceled. Oh my god, really? Both. What? Yeah. Okay, well, hold, hold. hold. Breaking news. Sorry. I'm not pocketing that. Yeah. Saw Stefan. It was fun. He's fun. He's not a relationship man. He's a freak. And it's great. Like, it's like a funny hang. And he – like, I, I like that. I So I like having people like that around, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, it also kind of moderates my behavior with other people where I just – like, there's nothing that's, like, better, I think, for potentially, like, developing somebody you like than having somebody you don't care about <laughs> in your life. And not that I don't care, but, like, I don't care. What is his take on the situation? Do you know? I would be – like, he can't possibly view me as somebody that he's, like, seriously, like, considering. Why? Like, that would be wild.
2: But Um, he's wild.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I think that – like, we don't – I mean, we certainly – we don't text during the week. He called me on Saturday of last week and said, like, hey – do you want to like meet up tonight? Yeah. And, oh, so it was like a last minute thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Which is and, which is the way that the first time you met up with him was as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's very just all over the place.
0: Yeah. And I was like, you know, I I like I am free, and so I was like, yeah, like I'm free, but I kind of told myself I needed to pack. Let me see how the afternoon goes. Yeah. And then he ended up like calling me back, or. This and this might have been on the first call. He was like, "Okay, well, like," um, he goes, "Yeah, it's like an unstructured hang. Like, I don't really have a plan. You definitely," and he goes, "You definitely like deserve more than this, like, un- like unstructured ask, but like, I just wanted to call and see if you were free." Interesting. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, you can't make up for it by just calling out what you just did," and so and so I literally go, "Wow, it's a wonder you're single." <laughs> And he thought that was funny. But anyway, that's what I mean also by not caring. Like I I like a situation because it reminds me that like I can be myself and it won't go wrong necessarily. Yeah, I mean there's there <laughs> when there's no
1: stakes, like yeah. which in reality there are never any stakes. Exactly. This is but what we put we put stakes onto ourselves by exactly. by saying like this is important and if it goes wrong then it's terrible.
0: Yes. Um and so we just we just Went out to like a bar on Saturday night and had a nice chat. Um but and then we texted a little bit on Sunday and then we have not spoken since, but I would not be surprised if he like calls to hang calls out. You, calls you again. Yeah. yeah. And so whatever. Um I'll evaluate that when it comes my way. I'm I'm not initiating anything.
1: Yeah. And then fair. I have a
0: matchmaker date. Exciting. Tonight. So
1: did you did you get ever get a picture of this person or is it fully
0: blind? Okay. It is visually blind. I got a okay. description last night. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, which can I read it? Y- yes, please do. Okay, because I think it's like absolutely hilarious, and I wonder if like I, I would like to hear because I've I've seen the emails from your matchmaker. Uh-huh. I would like to, he- I- but I'm I'm kind of blanking on the tone. The way that they talk is so crazy. Where I'm sure this man is normal.
1: But he sounds crazy. (laughs) Like after this, I'll read you the one I'm going to talk about a matchmaker date. So I can read. I can read
0: the email from that one. I'll find it. Okay. A six foot ambitious former attorney turned successful business owner. Red flag immediately. But whatever. Why? Wait. Why is that a red flag? Uh, I don't like love an entrepreneur. (laughs) Oh, which is weird because like my dad like left corporate america to like start his own tiny business so Um, but anyway okay Um, we'll see we'll see he loves keeping fit and active with gym sessions hiking with his beloved dog fuck running yoga and his newest venture a peloton why are you so late on the peloton train I'm being such a bitch. This man sounds great. You are. You're being so mean. I mean, this is terrible. Okay. This creative and curious man keeps a healthy and calm mind through meditation, long scenic walks, and immersing himself in home renovation and design. How does he have so much time? A world traveler. He's not too sleepy. This man is not sleepy. Not sleepy at all. A world traveler. He has a passion for exploring new cultures and traveling overseas. Greece and London are two of his favorites. Okay. I can get behind that. With a heart for community service, um, he is thoughtful and volunteers at local libraries and donates to several charities. He has a passion for creative writing and has, in fact, written a novel. A lover of the arts. Rourke. Fine. Fine. I don't know. This this is too – this is a lot of hobbies. Okay. Um, A lover of the arts, he can be found visiting art galleries, museums, and comedy clubs, and he equally enjoys casual takeouts with friends, beach days, and family time, which are precious to him. Um, He's kind, intellectual, and affectionate with a true sense of fun. So sounds great. I'm being an asshole. It's fine. You are. You're being such an asshole. I'm trying to – Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say that the language is very flowery. I will read you – When we talk about my matchmaker date, I will read you my matchmaker email. Hers is not like that. Um, Like I bet you this guy would be mortified if he read that description of himself. I think so too. Um, But I also think that like, yes, that sounds like a lot of hobbies. I imagine though – they talk to these people at length, right? Yes. Like it's a long conversation. They probably ask them so many questions of like, do you ever do community service? Do you like to travel? Do you? And hundred percent. This guy could have volunteered at a library once two years ago and mentioned 100%. it. Not that he's
0: lying about it, but I'm just no, saying, like, because totally. that's how they when they interviewed me and then like reflected back some of the stuff. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa dial that back. Like, where they're like, oh, would you yes. do this? Do you like this? Whatever. And the one that sticks in my memory was. um. Uh, snorkeling and they're like oh so you love snorkeling i was like oh no 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 wait i I would go snorkeling if i was in hawaii i've been snorkeling yeah (laughs) i was like i'm not like a snorkeler i am not (laughs) doing snorkeling on a regular basis please please remove that like i'm down to try activities that's that's the overarching thing here i love the idea that your bio that they're sending to these matches includes snorkeling yeah she's like an avid
1: snorkeler (laughs) no fuck I don't know what I would think if I saw that is an avid snorkeler. That's such a weird, more, such like a loser. weird thing. Such a weird thing. Like, just go scuba diving, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, that scares me, though. Uh, no, same, but, like, to be an avid snorkeler. Yeah, it's like you're too weak for scuba. And yes, like- <laughs> exactly. Like, just don't have an ocean hobby.
0: Totally. Just, like, lay out. You're good. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, anyway. Okay. Anyway, let's stop going in on snorkelers. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I bet that it's just that he like mentioned all of these things at okay. some point throughout their conversation, and then like it, th- it all just got pushed into this small bio, and now he has all these hobbies.
0: Totally. Completely. It
1: said he was – he's older. It said he was 40. Did I hear that correctly?
0: No, there's no age. That is missing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's purposeful, I assume. Uh, yeah, I wonder. But he – so they told me that they would – that like they're looking – I believe thirty-two to forty-two. Okay. So he is at least my age. And got it. I this is a decent amount of life experience, I think. Yeah, it, I just got I got an older he vibe from older. it. Yeah. Which is quite my mean. I date older. But um Stefan is forty now, actually. Um, yeah. have you read the bio that they send to people about you? Nope. I have no clue. I want I want that bio. I need that bio. I think when bo- when both of our like contracts expire, we should ask. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. Your matchmaker date. That's a disco ball update. Is comeback kid gone yes. back? Gone? Gone. We have a gone lot, girl, We have lots of updates.
1: Voids. Um. Oh <laughs> what's happening? So we'll start with matchmaker date because I can read you my matchmaker email okay, about great. him. So I, I went on a matchmaker date this week two day, two nights ago on Tuesday uh, Monday Tuesday. What day is it? It's I, no, Thursday. I'm so off, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I Tuesday night I went on a matchmaker date. This is the matchmaker date that I've been talking about for like maybe a month. Like she found him for me like 3 at least 3 weeks ago. It was before yeah, I went to pre-Italy. Italy. Yeah, pre-Italy. And so she was like, "I'm not even going to give him your number yet. Like going to wait until you're back, just like text me when you're going to be back soon mm-hmm. and I can like kick things off." So I texted her last week. I said said like, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm about to be back. I can go out next week." Um As we know, we've updated our strategy so that I tell her when I'm available. She coordinates the date that we're going to go out and then gives the guy my number to text me to actually coordinate said date. So I'd given her days this week. I don't know what possessed me to tell her that I was free on Tuesday when I knew that I was coming back from my four-day national trip on Monday.
2: It was a bad bad idea.
1: Um, luckily my voice survived. It's still a little bit scratchy as people can hear. But, um, last year, as you know, we had to reschedule our podcast recording because I literally couldn't speak. Yeah. I remember I sent you a voice memo being like, we've got a problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it was just like squeak, the occasional squeak. Um, so at least there was that. And I did warn him going in that my voice was like extremely squeaky. Two days ago was way worse. Um, so I went out. I'll read, you, I'll read you the email just as a point of reference. Yeah. Um, so – and I do get photos. Dif- different setup. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. So she said, authentic, adventurous with good values meet so-and-so. Uh, we're calling him the journalist, so I'll, I'll call him oh, that great. throughout the rest of this. He's a self-proclaimed optimist with a great head on his shoulders. Originally from Ohio, which – hilarious given the aspiring sober vegan conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The journalist moved to NYC in 2015 to start a company. She gave me more specifics than that. but Unfortunately, the company didn't survive, but since then, he's built a successful career and now works as, insert what he works as. The journalist is a runner and is involved in a running club. He loves the energy of NYC, so you can usually find him out and about soaking up the culture, restaurants, and entertainment. He's atheist, extremely liberal, and is looking for a like-minded partner. He's looking for someone that doesn't take life too seriously and can laugh with him. I got such great vibes from him. I'm so excited about this one. And then she gave me a few stats, like his age, height, a
0: couple yeah. of things. Yeah. That's a lot – that's a lot more normal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that, like her verbiage is just like – This is who he is. More conversational. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so – but I, very funny, the like differences. Um, so – That sounds like a good a couple- match for you though. Yeah. And a couple pictures. Um, and so we went out on Tuesday night and I debriefed with her yesterday and it was funny because – so she sends a debrief email that has like five questions that I'm supposed to like think of, think about. Things like, you know, describe the date in two sentences. How are you feeling before the date? How are you feeling on the date? Um, you know, what were your top three things you liked about this date? And do you have any hesitations? How mm-hmm. would it feel to go on a second date with this person, et cetera? I think those are actually exactly all of them. Um, I've done this a couple times now. Yeah. And while I was having that conversation – and she sent the same questions to the person
0: for mm-hmm. the
1: match. While we were having the conversation, he emailed her back. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so she read me his email back to her verbatim. <gasps> Holy shit. Oh,
0: wow. That's yeah. a lot. Oh, God. It was, ex- it was exciting. Yeah. It was
1: exciting. And also I was like, did, did you not pre-read this? What if he says something horrific and you're going to read it out loud? Yeah. Um, she probably would have like seen that and not said it, but he didn't. Um, so I had a good time. It was very easy to talk to him. Um, his mom passed away five years ago. Oh, wow. Which she didn't know. He did not mention it on the call. Um, And so it was just – I don't actually remember if I've mentioned this, but two of my other matches had lost parents. Whoa. Yeah. And she also didn't know about those.
0: Wow. That's – Yeah. That's crazy odds.
1: Yeah. So, like, she's not matching me purposely with people who have lost parents. Yeah. Um, But – and I think one of the re- – like, we've talked about how I, like, don't want her to bring that up to matches. Yeah. And so I think that she's, like, kind of a void. She talks – she asks them about family, but she doesn't get too deep because she doesn't want the questions coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it doesn't matter that – I didn't know that in, in the beginning, obviously. Um, but so that was interesting, and I actually guessed it by the way he was talking about his family mm. because I just – I just could see it in other people because I know yeah. how I talk about my family. And so in my head, I was like, I think his mom passed away, and then he mentioned it. Um so really easy to talk to, a little bit nerdier than I usually go out with.
0: Mm, interesting. Which is funny because I my said that to my. Peaked. I'm like, oh, tell me I that. I said <laughs> that to my matchmaker,
1: and she was like, "I knew you were going to say that." That's funny. Um, but like, so he's like super goofy, but like it, it, it's like in an endearing way. I'm like, I'm intrigued, and he's really yeah. into sports. Like our interests are very aligned. Um. And like she said, he's an avid runner. Like he's very active. Um, so yeah, I'm. Am, I am looking forward to going out with him again. We talked about a second date already. Um, like on the date, we talked about a second date. He actually like asked me if I was free on a particular two nights in person. Oh, love that! And it, but it was when we were saying goodbye, like on a street corner. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I was like, can you text that to me? Because like. I think I am, but I'm not sure like I gotta look.
0: Yeah, I would have to be like, let me get my phone out. right. But I would have, have had to get my that. phone out. yeah,
1: right. And like, can we just can you just text me about that? Um, and so then we texted a little bit. I texted him when I got home as he asked me to. We went back and forth a little. I haven't heard from him about the actual logistics, however, in his email back to my matchmaker, He said – his email was very nice. He had no hesitations. There was like no negative feedback. It was all super positive, um, which was really fun. And then when he said the second date part, he said, yeah, we actually already discussed going on a second date. I need to follow up with her about logistics.
0: Oh, He fucking gets it. Let's go. He
1: knows. But like that was yesterday and I haven't heard from him. So, And one of the days is tomorrow and that's actually now the only of the two days that I'm actually free. Maybe I should text him and tell him that. As I'm saying this out loud, I should probably tell him.
0: Oh yeah, if like if you had offered two options and one disappeared, yeah, you should let him know.
1: Yeah, because he said Friday or Tuesday, and I've since booked Tuesday. I didn't. I didn't told him I didn't know. I didn't say I was free either. I oh. told him I wasn't sure.
0: Got it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would update.
1: Yeah. So, but I am free tomorrow, so I should probably do that. Um, so that was that. That's the journalist. Um, disco ball update. Things are wonderful. Oh my god! Yay! Yeah, we've still been talking. Um, So, we, I think the last time we recorded, we hadn't had our FaceTime yet. Correct. We were going to have the FaceTime. So, we FaceTimed last week. um, It was like about a week ago for over an hour. It was just wonderful. My matchmaker actually, so I I tell my matchmaker about my whole dating life. Like, she's like Mm. wants to know about, you know, other guys I'm dating and how I'm feeling about them too. Um, she's amazing. I'm like obsessed with her. Um, and she, she was saying, she was like, wait, so how's DC guy? Like, you know, what's going on with that? And I started talking about him and she goes, your voice is different when you talk about him. Yeah. I totally agree with her. And I, as a point of reference, I've known her since August. Yeah. So she has heard me talk about everyone, including the rower. Oh yeah. Good point. She is. She has a really – Expansive. Good, deep. Yeah. Yeah. Expansive is a good word. Yeah. Expansive point of reference for how I talk about guys I'm dating. Might have even been before August. I definitely went out with the accountant over the summer. Yeah. It was like really hot. Um, I remember. So anyway, she was like, your voice is different when you talk about him. Um, Like she asked me another question. She was like – and she said, your voice softens when you talk about Aww, him.
0: That's really sweet.
1: Yeah. Um him listening to this like throwing up in his mouth. Um but whatever. Um I don't I actually don't think he listens anymore. Um but it's good. So we FaceTime for over an hour. It's the first extended FaceTime he's ever had.
0: Good for him. Stepped up. Yeah. Love yeah.
1: That. So his friend was staying with him actually. His friend stayed with him for like the last 2 weeks. It's the guy who owns the apartment that he lives in. Mm-hmm. Um, or lived in because he moved out of it yesterday. Um, And so he was like, yeah, like my – insert friend's name here is like making dinner for us. Um, I was like, oh, like he's there right now? Like you took this time out while like your friend is there? And like I just like felt good about that. Yeah, I mean, um, you're he's a priority. Like, That's great. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like this is my first – he's like my first extended FaceTime. Like I don't know where my spot is. Uh, he like kept like kind of trying to like move – yeah, he's like trying to figure out like what's the best way to do this. Um, and so I, when he said that, in my head I was like, okay, after about an hour I'm going to cut it off. Okay. Like I, I want this to be like an hour is plenty of time for us to it catch is. up and connect. Yeah. And I don't want him to have this feeling in his head that that like he needs to cut me off. Like, that he is struggling to end things because he doesn't know how to, like, politely say it's time to go now. hmm So I yeah. just did it for us.
0: Beautiful. Great call, I think.
1: Um, yeah. And I, like, also wanted, like – I didn't want him to, like, dread future FaceTimes because he's worried that he's not going to be able to get me off the phone.
0: Yeah. No, set a good, solid precedent the first time, love it, killed it. Yeah.
1: Like, this was lovely. Like, we should do this again. Whatever. Totally. Which we said. And um, it was great. It was just, like – I continue to be really happy with how easily he and I bop from flirty, fun, silly conversation to, like, actually really serious topics.
0: I like that a lot. That, like, makes a difference.
1: It really does. Like, we went from, like – I don't, it was a while ago now. So I don't remember what we were joking about because it was like silly and fun and didn't matter. But we went from like hysterically laughing about something so dumb to like talking about the last time we each cried and like going in depth about that.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't even remember how that happened, but it was seamless. Like, we were yeah. literally, it like made sense to go from the, that one conversation to the next without it seeming like, so it was the last time you cried. Like, it just was like effortless.
0: Yeah, because I think I mentioned before, like the guy that made the pro con list about me that said I was too serious. Like, all he could not do that. He only wanted to joke. Every time yeah. I tried to go there, he would evade. Like that's not workable. And yeah. then you also don't want, like, to be fair, you don't want to be with somebody too serious. Like, I, I think he was over, a little over judgmental there, my guy. But, um, but yeah, no, that's that's great.
1: Yeah, it's lovely. So, and then we've been texting since. Texted all through my nationals trip. Um, yesterday he asked for a, re- a like report card of the whole thing. Um, oh, uh, should I say this for Patreon? I'll say this for page. I'll say the yeah, thing I was going to say for save Patreon. Long. Yeah, I'll say this. For- I'll say that for Patreon. Um, so that's the disco ball. Things are great, and wow. um, I am seeing the Comeback Kid on Tuesday. That is the thing that I booked Tuesday with. Oh shit! Wow, he's still around. I, th- I yeah, I, I thought he might fade away. I think he might have had I not texted him. Okay. So I texted him. So he texted me when I was in Italy. We went back and forth a little bit. I asked just to catch up. I asked if he wanted to hang out when I got back. He was really busy. Then we like haven't talked. It's been like Mm -hmm. a week and a half. Mm -hmm. I texted him yesterday just checking in and said like I was hoping we could like find a time when we're not both running around. Mm -hmm. He asked if I'm free Tuesday. Um, So we're going to go out Tuesday. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to bring it up yeah. when I see him. I I highly suspect that it has to do with my
0: content. I, I would agree. I, I would bet that he – because I, I, knowing how I would behave, I would see – like if a person I was dating was putting your content into the world about another person that they were dating – I would pull back and see if they still like came to me essentially. Yeah. Like I don't know
1: that it's like, oh, he's not interested now because of that. I don't think that is the
0: case. I don't think so either.
1: But I think – I think you're right. I think it's more like, oh, well, she might not be into this anymore and I don't want to look dumb Yeah, and like put myself out there when she's like all about this other guy. And I really do want to see him again. Great. Amazing. So I'm not all about – disco ball i like him obviously i as i we just said but like i'm i also like Comeback Kid. i want to see him again
0: you're an you're an open lady i love it yes so we will on tuesday um
1: and yeah that's that nationals was super fun lost my voice and here we are
0: great we'll do let's do like nationals and then um i definitely have some patreon only updates yeah, national uh, nationals. I, ha- I have I have some some Patreon stuff from. Oh, love it. Um, as well. Yeah, because I was gonna say I feel like because we didn't record Patreon, I think that's why we're going so long because we've like, not caught up.
1: We haven't caught up. Yeah, I yeah. know you're so right. Um, knew- but yes, we 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 must move along. Um, so funnily enough, I was actually having a lot of conversations this past weekend with my friends about kids and like whether we want them. One of the girls on my team. I was gonna say Audrey has, is a mom. Yeah. 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 So Audrey's a mom and that sparked a lot of conversations with the group about like some some people in the group are engaged, married, single. So we were all kind of talking about it. And I was telling them about freezing my eggs and a couple of them are considering it. And also talking about Modern Fertility, which is one of our podcast sponsors that really helps women understand their fertility in a way that, like we were saying before, I just am so frustrated that understanding your fertility is not part of like business as usual checkups.
0: Yeah. I mean, please, we could spend so much time on women's healthcare. But let's not even – I was like, wow, I, I was just about to go on a rant. But um, I have actually – I regularly now drink from my um, Modern Fertility mug that they sent mm. as a part of the kit, um, which says Info is Power. Yes, Info is Power. Info is power. And, yes. Yeah. And so like I just wanted to say, like, I feel like that kind of says it all. Like that's why they were created. The idea is to create an easy and affordable way to test your own fertility hormones at home. It's a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you get your personalized results within 10 days. And the information that you're going to receive is your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, aka how many eggs you have. Um if you watch Summer House. Lindsay Hubhouse is apparently yep. 28 and <laughs> according to her egg count and other important fertility factors. And so um the results go pretty deep, but what's really cool is if you don't understand anything, which I it would take me some personal googling, you can request to speak one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And also from a cost perspective, if you did that through your normal doctor, I mean it could cost you so much depending on your insurance, like over a thousand dollars. But Modern Fertility gives you all that same info for $159. It's a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH, you can get $20 off that test. So you know you can get really clinically sound info about your body and that can help you make the decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test. When you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH, that means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to ModernFertility.com slash FMH. ModernFertility.com slash FMH. Amazing.
2: Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come. Experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And... It's also Allie's birthday that week.
1: It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmisterheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area.
2: Yeah. So make sure you come, DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date. Have a good time, and you'll you can come and meet Ali's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that: a few of you reached out to us about, "Hey, I want to come." Either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind half the trip being <laughs> moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join.
1: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmisterheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you.
2: Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All right. All right.
1: Conflict part Conflict part two. Let's do it. Um, So we will start this conflict part two out with another conflict themed, weird or not. Okay. And that is they give you a gift to say they're sorry. Okay.
0: I picked this one because I think we might have disagreement on it. Mm. I'm, like, really against this. Interesting. I I don't know if that makes it weird or not, right? Like, I, I don't know that yeah, maybe – Yeah, those again, are two different things. Like, yeah. those are not synonyms. Yeah. Um, I do think it's, like, pretty normalized, even though I disagree with it. So – you know, I'm gonna say fifty-fifty here, and then I'll like kind of get into my thoughts. So it is thirty percent weird, seventy percent nah. Okay, that I mean that checks out. I think with how probably like I get it, I, and I I, I want to hear what I want to hear what they say. So the reason I'm opposed to it is because I don't believe a an object is a substitute for accountability. Definitely. And. And so I think the idea is, like, I think something I really hate about, you know, we talk about things in media, tropes that don't promote healthy stories of relationships. I really don't like how on The Housewives, for example, a husband will cheat and they'll be like, oh, whatever. He bought me this incredible diamond necklace. Yeah. It's or like, like ring upgrade. No. Exactly. Yeah, no. No. That's a no from me. And... Uh, Yeah, I just, like, that doesn't – that doesn't make up for – like, I'm very – obviously, like, what does make up for it, right? Like, you have to figure that out. Yeah. I'm a big fan of asking – like, when I have conflict with friends and we can get into this, I'm a big fan of asking, what do you need from me to repair? And, like, I'll do it, you know? but Do do you want to talk? Do you want to meet up? Do you want to just move on? Like, what would feel good? And – I suppose an answer to that could be... I want a gift. (laughs) I want a gift, like, I guess. Um, But I hope that if the gift is coming, it is in conjunction with accountability and a plan for it not happening again. Because it also doesn't symbolize any form of change in a person. Anyway, those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think... I don't think it's weird, but I don't want the... Gift. My cat just turned on my television.
0: Oh wow! Um, I mean, he just stepped on. He's the like, remote. "Mom, you're you're very boring. We need <laughs> <Yeah>. a TV.
1: Whoa, <laughs> we need some entertainment,
2: lady." Um,
0: you're like, "I'm working my ass off here,
1: Rory." Oh yeah. <laughs> um. It was Rory. Did you see him in the in the camera? I saw his tail. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, how did you know he's never here? <laughs> that's a very odd guess. Um. So, I don't like a gift if that's the only thing I'm getting. Yes. And and the other thing, I think that when I read this question, my gift's love language assigns a different meaning to gift than I think yours does. I could see that. Because I don't think they give a gift to say they're sorry. My head doesn't go to like diamond necklace or like mm. – that. that would be extreme. Nobody that I'm dating is going to give me a diamond necklace. But like my head doesn't go to like random trinket that they mm. bought for me that has monetary value. My head goes to like something thoughtful. Got it. Got it. Because for me, those are the those are the types of gifts that make me feel good. Yes. And so I, I could see and I have seen with apologies in the past where it does make me feel good to get the heartfelt apology and the accountability of like this is how and why that's not going to happen again. But mm-hmm. also, here's this thing that makes you feel seen.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry about what happened between us. I picked up your favorite dinner on my way home. Yes. Let's like – Let's like eat together and kind of sort it out. So exactly. Like yeah. this is this That'd is That would be lovely. T- yeah. yeah.
1: Like this is a token of me showing you like how much I care about you and how well I know you.
0: Yep. And I, I'm okay.
1: also I'm also sorry and we're gonna talk. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people that said it was nah said that. Like that said, like, as long as it's not the only thing or like that's it's just nice. Um, everybody who said weird said something like what you said, which was you know, a gift is not accountability, feels like they're buying my silence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: That those sorts of things.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, interesting.
1: Yeah. I like I, that one. I think it has to be both for sure. Um, so in Conflict 1, we talked about, you know, like the
0: intros to conflict. And like, sort of like modes of conflict. Like modes how do you, of conflict. Yeah. Like what is your MO in conflict?
1: Yes. And so now we want to talk more about like dealing with it. And mm-hmm. you know, if you and your partner or your friend or whomever have different modes of conflict. Um I also want to note that so a bunch of listeners wrote into our um form and tagged conflict so thank you very much for that. And a couple people gave um recommendations on the book you mentioned nonviolent communication.
0: Amazing. Uh, yeah. The, by the way the person who recommended that to me is the is Imposter Alley who I record on oh, Patreon. Funny. Yeah. 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 So
1: just wanted to give another shout out to that because a couple other people separately said that they really loved it.
0: Amazing. So I want to check it I out. I also think we should talk a little bit on like resolving too. Yes. Like moving – yeah. Yes. Definitely. Would you like me to read you a question? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. The, this one's the, I like the start of this one. I keep accidentally dating guys who are very conflict avoided. <laughs> Maybe evaluate that pattern. Like, they view any sort of conflict or disagreement as potentially relationship ending. They think everything should be rainbows and sunshine all the time. I'd love it if that were the case, but I'm also a realist who sees some degree of mild conflict or disagreement as a normal thing, as long as you're being respectful to the other person. What is it with these guys who believe perfection and constant happy times is the only thing that's acceptable?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that this is really common. We actually also got a couple of questions way back when we did this about like people wondering, you know, is it bad? Somebody said, is it bad to not have had a conflict in over seven months of dating? I'm not used to this. Mm-hmm. And so people are kind of wondering on both sides of the spectrum. Like is it – you know, I, I think that for a lot of people, they haven't ever seen healthy conflict modeled. Yeah. Where – Maybe they saw a relationship that was very conflict heavy, whether it was their parents or somebody else, and it was really unhealthy. And they're thinking to themselves, wow, like I don't want a relationship where I fight with my partner like that. But they don't mm-hmm. know that there is conflict that doesn't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. And so they've just interpreted it, you know, into their head like, oh, conflict's bad. Right. Like conflict led to divorce or conflict led to an unhappy marriage or or whatever – you know, the story in their head is based on what they've seen in the past. mm mm-hmm. um, And – oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, no. I was going to say I think that something I, I heard um, Esther Perel say on a podcast once is if you are not disagreeing, you're not talking mm. enough because, like, you might disagree about what to have for dinner. That is a disagreement. Yeah. And – you know do you instantly acquiesce do you stand your ground like all, all of these are every like conflict is a huge umbrella and so i think to to what you're saying probe what like conflict means to this person does it mean he doesn't want to have blowout screaming fights or that he's willing to lay down on every single decision in your life because he wants to avoid saying no like that those are really different things
1: yeah because and something that i've brought up to – I've dated a couple people like this in the past where I could tell that they are just acquiescing to whatever I want because they Mm. don't want to have a conflict. My brother can be this way. Mm. Um, And I have said to them, like, I don't want you to end up resenting me because we're always doing what I want. And where that has led in the past with one particular person – is that eventually he was like, we're always doing what you want. And I said to him, like, I don't even know what you want because you don't
0: say it. You haven't told me. Right. So like,
1: how can I, how could I know that we're always doing what I want when you're not bringing anything to the table?
0: Yeah. And that's how resentment builds. And so to give people a peek into the Patreon a little bit, um, Imposter Alley was talking about how she relates to you in terms of um, like kind of flooding. And Mm. it's something that she's consciously worked on. And she was asking me to – because I said on our Conflict One podcast that I've had disagreements but not a lot of fights. And she asked me to distinguish between the two Mm. because she said she's very sensitive to people saying to her like – She's had relationships where at the end of the relationship, the guy will say to her, well, we fought all the time. And she's like, no, we didn't. And so her argument is sort of like, we either need to call everything a fight or everything a disagree – like we either upgrade it or downgrade it. And I said, I believe to me a fight is an escalation of a disagreement. That there is – it's either like there's a higher kind of emotional valence and yeah. kind of like – Tone of discourse that is quite different.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I also think as I think about fights, I think fights last longer. Mm. Interesting. Versus like I see a disagreement as something that's like definitely just one like conversation. Discreet. Yes, exactly. Discreet, fully in like self-enclosed, um, mm-hmm. self-contained, rather, where it's like, it's definitely only one conversation. Most likely, neither of us are thinking about that conversation after it ends. Mm. And it's not an ongoing, it's not a recurring issue. Whereas I see a fight as definitely what you said escalated tones or, you know, heightened emotions. Yeah. And then some sort of continuance of either it like, you know, it bleeds into other things or we're still dealing with it the next day or a couple days later or, you know, it's something that we talk about all the time.
0: Yeah. Or like I've been harboring it for a little while and like that type of thing. Yeah, totally. I think that's a really good addition to the definition. Anyway, a little sidetrack there.
1: On that note of like people have different definitions of fighting and disagreements, Mm -hmm. somebody asked, how do you tell your partner they have an unhealthy slash aggressive conflict resolution style? Ooh, I would like, like to know how aggressive. <laughs> well, same, but let, let's let's assume let's assume that aggressive just means like in tone or like confrontational. We're not we're not talking again. Caveat, like we did in in conflict one, we are not talking about any sorts of levels of abuse here.
0: Yeah, I would honestly I, okay. So I think there are two answers here, depending on the depending on the level and how. Sort of unable to click into self awareness, this person is. This to me is a couples therapy mm-hmm. dialogue, potentially, where you might want a mo- like somebody to watch you fight. Um, and so that's one thought. If they are able to be self aware and course correct, I would say when you are engaging on maybe a disagreement, not a fight, when it's a lower level like a lower level disagreement and the stakes don't feel as high, I would I would ask the person to say like we're clearly like call out what's happening. We're clearly disagreeing about this. Can we have a conversation where we both like let's just talk about it. And try to, you know, let's remember we love each other. Let's, like, talk through this. And to your point, maybe introduce the approach of, like, this is an outside – this is a problem that we're going to figure out together. This problem is this third party that we need to defeat. Let's talk about how we're going to do this. And just try to get them to potentially – de-escalate themselves in a situation where you're not already there and asking them to come back down. Yeah. I think it has to happen before that happens. I think once somebody –
1: and I'm saying this from personal experience on myself – once somebody is escalated to a certain point in their anger or their frustration or whatever it is, it's going to be nearly impossible for you to like convince them that that has happened. Yeah. Which sucks, but it's just the case. Um, and I totally agree with what you said about couples therapy. I think when we have talked about couples therapy in the past, like the couples therapy one that we did with Sharice Cook, which was a while back now, but we talked about how oft couples therapy can be so great before you think you quote unquote need it for mm-hmm. that reason. And Abby Medcalf said the same thing when we talked to her about how a lot of times by the time a couple goes to therapy – the issues with their conflict resolution are so ingrained that it's really difficult to adjust those pathways. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think I think um, that gets to
0: what you were saying about like getting there before it happens. I can't recall if I've shared this on um the main podcast or any 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 vehicle that we've done together. <laughs> but my my friend um my friend Val her therapist told her something that I've stolen which is Picture the brain as um, like soft plastic Mm -hmm. and like a soft plastic slope. And every experience you have, you're running a marble down that. And so the more you have the same experience, the deeper that groove goes. And therefore, when you just set a marble at the top, the more likely it is to find that groove.
1: Yeah. And so
0: it can be really hard to get it to run down – a shallow groove and like that's kind of like the hard work of modifying your behavior.
1: Yeah. I mean that's – that's I love that and that's the case for habits in general. Yeah. Like, you know, I forget how long they say it takes to form a habit but the reason is because it's like you have to form that pathway Mm -hmm. until that's just what your body does or your mind does. And it's similar for like anxious thoughts or like negative self-talk. Like the more you do it, the easier it is to do it. Mm -hmm. And so like breaking those pathways is super important. Um, I also think that having somebody else watch you fight can be really valuable because I've talked about this before, I think. But in my relationship with the oyster, we both had very different narratives of how our fights went down and what the other person said and how they said it. Yep. And I don't think either of us was lying. I know I wasn't. But I can't say with 100% certainty that my memory of exactly what he said and how he said it is fully accurate.
0: Oh, memory is horrific. Yeah. I mean, yeah, eyewitnesses are
1: trash. We know this. Yeah, yeah. So like – and especially when you're involved. So like I I know that when he was saying, well, I never said that, that might be true. Mm Mm-hmm. Or yeah. might not be, but like I, that, I I think that was one of the biggest issues that we dealt with is that we just had completely different memories of how things went down. Yeah, and I was never yeah. able to discern. Obviously, I would trust myself more than I trust him. And now, sure, hundred percent with hindsight. But like, I don't know that he was lying. I I I, tr- I actually do think that that's what he thought happened. Yeah, because I don't I mean
0: I, think, I don't think he was purposely manipulative, as we've discussed. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I, I've definitely had experiences where I'm like, "Do we need a fucking tape recorder in this relationship?" Yes. <laughs> uh, Honestly, yeah. I mean, Do the first need to time, wiretap our relationship. The the
1: on the first time the first time that I ever got someone said I love you to me, I have it on tape because I was recording him being mean to me.
0: Holy shit, Ali, that's yeah. so fucked up.
1: I've never I've never told this story before. This was the coach. And he we were very young. We were like 24, 25. And he used to get really drunk and be mean to me. Oh like boy. he would like make fun of me to his friends and like tell me that I was being lame for telling him that he uh-huh. was like too drunk. Yeah. bad. he's a very nice person. I I really, really like him as a person. This was That's just some a, early twenties behavior. Yes, it was some early 20s behavior. And so, and he never would believe me because he didn't remember. So, like the next day, when I would say like these are the things that you said, and it was really hurtful, he would be very sincerely apologetic, mm. but not remember.
0: Yeah, that's critical. You have to know what the problem is to correct it,
1: right? And so he would always say like I believe you. I believe you that I said those things, and I'm so sorry. And I, I, you know, I love you. Or no, he didn't say that because we hadn't gotten there yet. But like, um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm so sorry. Like I don't remember. Yeah. So. One time it happened and we were, we were on a trip, so we were like by ourselves in a hotel room and I was like, okay, I'm going to record this for him. So he, it was like particularly bad so that he remembers – or not mm-hmm. remembers, but so that I can show it to him and he will like understand. So I was filming him and he was like trying to get me to come over to the bed and he was like, just come over. I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you. And I was like, whatever it is, you can tell me from over here because like I don't want to be over there right now. You're being mean. And that's when he said, "I love you." Amazing. And then he didn't remember. I didn't show him the film. I don't think he knows. He might be finding out right now. I don't think so. He doesn't listen. But like, he didn't. He never knew that I had that video. But I have him saying, "I love you" for the first time on film. That is completely unhinged. And then I said, "That's very sweet, but it is not a good time." Yeah. <laughs> Hold that thought. Yeah. And then he did. He held it for a couple more weeks, and then said it again.
0: Amazing. Yeah. What do you do if you're having the same fight over and over again?
1: Oh, I mean, we talked about this when we when we talked about like your fights with the student yep. and my fights with the oyster. Like somebody else asked like, does that mean you're not right for each other if you keep having that up. same conflict over and over? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what it is, right? Like you can't – so I, I guess the first thing I'll say is you you can't keep having the same conflict over and over again and expect to be happy. Right. That doesn't mean that you're not right for each other. Or that like you need to break up, but something has to give. And the thing might be your relationship or it might be one of your positions on that conflict item.
0: Yeah. Um, I I just Googled this stat because I wanted to not make it up and it's hilariously 69%. So 69% of relationship problems are quote unquote unsolvable. Yeah. Which means like it has to do with kind of like – who you are, it means that, so like, a a good example of that, right, is logistics stuff that I've described with various exes Mm -hmm. where PowerPoint used to like to cut it so close to the airport that like, I I don't mind threading the needle. Like, I like walking on. He was on another level where I was like, you're going to miss a flight. Yeah. And he he has. He's a flight misser. And (laughs) he's a flight misser. And so like, Our – we eternally disagreed about, like, when to leave for the airport. Yeah. And the only thing we could do – like, our – like, that is unsolvable in the sense that we're not becoming different people. Right. Our, quote-unquote, solve is, okay, we don't commute together and PowerPoint lives with the consequences if he misses the flight. Great. That – if that had been the one logistics thing he had trouble with – uh, maybe if that had been the one problem, the, the, yeah. the fight we kept having, maybe that relationship survives. However, that was indicative of a lot of other qualities of his. Mm. And so that same argument manifested on a variety of different topics, also other issues. Anyway, so I, I think like your stance can't be we return to the same issue a lot. It It has to be about how is that kind of spidering out into – the rest of your life and how fundamental is it to the relationship?
1: Yeah. I think indicative of a larger problem thing really hits for me because I think that is often the case in conflict that you come back to, Mm -hmm. that it's not just about that isolated issue, but rather about something that you don't fundamentally agree on. Yeah. And that came up for me and the oyster. Somebody else asked about differing political views. That mm. came up with me in the oyster, where many, many of our conflicts that we would have over and over again would end up coming back to the fact that we didn't agree on politics and like mm. social mm. values, really. And so yeah. it that and that turned out to be too big of an. I mean, there were other issues, but that in and of itself, even alone, would have been too big of an issue for us to overcome, because it was about our values and how we each wanted to like live our lives and potentially raise our children and mm-hmm. that was that was too much.
0: Yeah. That's understandable. That's like a very fair line to have.
1: Yeah. So I think that's to answer that person's question about how to handle those differences. First of all, we did we talked a lot about this um on the aligned one, which was about misaligned values. It was a, oh, probably a year ago at this point. Um that's yeah. a really good one though. You can go back and listen to that.
0: Okay, this um Shoot, what was I going to say? You reminded me of something. Oh, it was, especially in like the oyster, in your relationship with the oyster, where you were arguing a lot. Something that a, a disagreement I've actually had with my parents is about how much do you share with friends about yeah. conflict in your relationship?
1: This is such a tricky one because there's such a fine line between like wanting your friends' support and input, there's such a fine line between that and like souring them on this person and the relationship and having it be like a bitch fest where it ends up being unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I definitely did not share nearly as much of the conflict that the oyster and I had with my friends as we, as we actually had. And if I had, I know – their what their reactions would have been which is why i didn't tell them
0: yeah no that's a part of it right where like i there was so much i hit about my relationship with powerpoint where my friends were like excuse me what when we broke up yeah and luckily they were very much like well knowing that now like great decision i have a i'm i've been in i have a friend right now going through a breakup where she revealed to her i'm like kind of outside of her and her boyfriend's core friend group. Uh-huh. And she's kind of been like soft launching their breakup to the friend group because the friend group is kind of reacting poorly to it. Oh. And is like, Well, are you sure? Like, why don't you want to make it work? And I'm like, Oh dear. How about you let her make a decision? Right. But, How about um, you not enter into her relationship? Yeah. And one of the reasons that they're breaking up is like he apparently he def- she's like, he definitely has like a rage problem. Oh, and man. yeah. Like once that once she described to me a fight that they had where, um, and this is all stuff she hid from her friends, and so they are reacting like not believing her, Mm. um, where they're like, "Oh, really? Like you didn't tell us when that happened?"
1: Which I think is a a shitty
0: response. I know.
1: Um. Yeah, I have a friend who this is she broke up with this person a while ago now but i have a friend who has an ex boyfriend who is who many of us know like i'm not friends with him but i know him and her experience in that relationship with him was very different than anybody else's that isn't super close to him mm-hmm. and so the the reasons and the things that that she has told us now as her close friend about that relationship are like wild to me tangentially knowing him. Yeah. I believe her. Definitely. But like that's an example of like everybody was like, but he's so amazing. Like why would you want to not – and he has gone on like a little bit of a smear cam- – or had gone on a little bit of a smear campaign about it at the time of their breakup. And it just sucks because she's like, yeah, he's like this to me. And like I see this but nobody else does. They think that he's like amazing. Uh Yeah. So that's, yeah, bringing friends into that is really hard. And actually, on the Patreon episode that I did with my friends, with Cindy and Audrey, we talked about the oyster. They, they, we, I asked them, like, which of my exes do you like the most and the least? And when we were talking about the oyster, who obviously made the least um, category, um, Cindy said – Cindy was remembering a fight that I did tell her about, which was when the oyster was like mad at me for wanting to explore my black heritage. Mad at you for that? Yeah. Like the the quote was, you never talked about being black before.
0: Oh, yeah. I I remember this. Yeah. And then he was like – Yeah. And then
1: he was like angry that I wanted to like spend time doing that. Um, and I told Cindy about it. It's a she... wild
0: thing to take personally such <laughs> that you can get angry about it.
1: Yes. In hindsight, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, I, you know, I was sort of blinded to that and I told Cindy about it and she did not like it and I was mad. Like she and oh, I, she... yeah, she and I got in a fight about it. Damn. Fight's probably not the right word. And I don't know, mad might not even have been the right word. We we definitely got in like a little. She used the word tiff on the tiff. Patreon. Yeah, love a tiff. Yeah, I don't think it was a fight in the way that we have that we have defined a fight on this episode, where it didn't right. last very long and it wasn't escalated. But I was like frustrated with her that she was yeah. like saying something bad about my boyfriend, even though like the thing I had told her was objectively bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it is so it is a fine line too because. Something else – So, a, a point that I made to my parents and we're – I feel like we should almost do – Should we do a conflict three on conflict resolution? Yes. Because we're, we're – I don't want to give it two minutes. No. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so because um, my mom has a very strict like no bad press policy about your partner. Mm. And she shared with me that it was sort of a – thing among kind of like the moms that she was i don't want to say friends with but the group she was kind of forced into by the fact that like she had a daughter that was school-aged and you kind of hang out with the moms that are there type thing and that group would have these like shit on fests where they would just like talk absolute crap about their husbands i think that is distinctly different than what uh, the point that I was trying to make because something that I appreciate about my relationship with Anna is that she will share with me and is really open to feedback on so she'll say to me I'm having this disagreement with my husband am I being crazy like I'm open to that like yeah here's down like what do you think and I'll say like here's what I think he was probably trying to convey here's what like here's what I think you're probably trying to say you know, yeah. can you talk that or whatever? And she's, like, super amenable to that. And I think that makes our rela- – like, I like that she can – because I know, like, I know they're not going to get divorced. Like, they're going to work through whatever they're talking about. And so, to me, that is a vulnerable and emotionally close thing to share as a friend. Whereas I have another friend who everything is always happiness, sunshine, she's in the perfect relationship, and I feel this wall between us where we're not having a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely that line of like, uh, I don't think I'm in the no
1: bad press camp, but I think it depends on what we're considering bad press because I wouldn't consider what you're saying about Anna to be quote unquote bad press.
0: Exactly. No, and, and I and yes, I think that that's a that's a fair distinction. But I could I could see somebody thinking it is because it's a yeah. disagreement. And I mean, some in a way, it sometimes is in the sense that she's like, so like. Her husband's amazing. Like he is – to me in many ways he kind of like sets a bar where like I really – like I think a lot about the qualities that she like sees in him as somebody yeah. like that I want. And his his fatal flaw is logistics where he will think something can be accomplished in 10 minutes that is like a full hour and a half detour. <laughs> and so like a lot of their dis- – and this is what I'm saying about unfixable pro- or unsolvable problems. A lot of their disagreements come back to that fact yeah, where she's like why can't you see that you cannot do a full like 18 holes of golf and make a birthday party in west hollywood at 2 p.m like why can't you comprehend that and so like i guess that's bad press about his ability to like judge time but like it it's so harmless you know like that doesn't that doesn't speak ill i think like these women the women that my mom were talking about was talking about was saying how like my husband like never pleases me. Like it was like really bad. Like it's just a shit fest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not good.
1: Um, yeah. by the way, the journalist just texted me about.
0: Oh, Tuesday. amazing! Yeah, there the problem
1: go. is is that he's oh he texted you for Tuesday. He texted me with a whole plan for Tuesday. That sounds very fun, but I'm not free. Oh,
0: no, so no. I'm
1: just gonna reply and say, "Are you? Do you I, th- I think you mentioned we, Friday. Are you still free? We, we can't move this
0: plan to Friday.
1: Plan. We can't because it's it's about a, a WNBA basketball game that he wanted to go to. Oh
0: fuck yeah! What a fun date.
1: I know, but I I'm already going out with Comeback Kid.
0: Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, but but, so, so we, can't re- compl- we can't
1: we can't compliment the, the date. Yeah, compliments to the date. I'm just assuming that there's not. We can't just tell them to play on Friday. <laughs> Give them a call. <laughs> it's only the WNBA. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, very much kidding. Just to be super clear, everyone. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think I think that there is a fine line there, but like that's where again I think if you are. Finding that you really need an outside resource for conflict, couples therapy, slash your own therapist as well. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. like I, I did tell Megan, my therapist, all about every conflict with the oyster. And she is one of the key thing reasons people that helped me see that I needed to end that relationship.
0: Yeah. Because That's she great. was
1: able – she was able to say to me, listen, even if you are not remembering accurately what he said, even if – you are more at fault than you're remembering. This is still terrible. Like yeah. this is still impacting you. This is objectively you. bad. Yeah, this is objectively bad. And you are. This guy is clearly bringing out a really horrible side of you. Yeah. Because you are feeding into these conflicts as well. It's not like I was just sitting there mute. Like totally. I was escalating to fight with him, even if yeah. I think what he was doing is objectively worse. I was. He was still bringing that out of me, and that's bad. hundred percent. So – but, yes, I do think we need to do part three on conflict resolution. Clearly. Yeah. Um, because but, yeah,
0: pro ending on a pro-therapy note is always a good way to end. We love therapy.
1: I, we wish, I wish it were more accessible for the masses. Yeah. Um, but, yes. So, conflict three, conflict resolution. If you have more conflict resolution conflict resolution questions, submit them to our suggestion form. You can find it at com slash podcast. It's right there. Please put conflict in the question. If you want to get extra points, conflict resolution in the question, um, yeah. and then we can easily search
0: for it. Yeah. And also, I feel like we haven't said this in a while. It's probably dumb to just put it at the end. But, like, please share the pod. Yeah, we should say it at the beginning. Yeah. It makes more sense. If <laughs> you're would, here um, – if, if
1: you're this deep into the pod, you've probably told everyone you know.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, we'll we'll say it up top at the end <laughs> next time. Next time. But, yes. Maybe please, I'll just use this as the bumper.
1: <laughs> please, yeah, no, right? Please share the pod. Rate review subscribe send it to your friends it really helps us yeah. and you know also like
0: the weather's nice it's perfect it's a perfect walking podcast like let's go
1: yes also you know with us dabbling into the advertising space now downloads and and streams and whatnot are like monitored now yeah um and so everything helps so thank you everyone
0: yeah okay, okay. okay great day. Bye. enjoy your reading. bye bye